Again, uh, thank you so much uh, for just your patience, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, many of you might have been excited that today was supposed to be the day that we reopen, uh, but again, uh, there's some setbacks that we have to uh, kind of just obey a little bit here, and then uh, uh, I guess uh, I got the uh, I guess we got the uh, a new date uh, to reopen, and that is the uh, August, uh, the second week of August, I believe. Second week or the first week of August. And as we get closer again, we'll continue to fill you guys in uh, until we anticipate to have worship together again. So thank you again, thank you again for your patience. Uh, so today, uh, I know last week on the message, we talked about Jude. And we're doing pretty quite well. We're, we're almost done with all of the New Testament. And uh, we just have the gospel and revelation. Uh, and uh, today, well, well, the next several weeks, we're going to uh, dive into the book of Acts. Uh, so we're going to look at Acts today. We're going to look at uh, just uh, some intro about Acts. And then from then, we're going to go ahead and uh, do a chapter uh, a week in Acts. Uh, but before I begin, I just the reason why I felt like Acts was a book that we should study. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things in our, our world that are happening that is quite uh, alarming, and uh, it's quite, uh, I guess, a warning uh, sign for us to look as believers. I don't know if you heard, but uh, in Korea, they, they, I believe they passed something where uh, churches are no longer able to uh, meet in a small group setting, uh, such as Bible studies, choir meetings, fellowship meetings, anything that has to do with a church event in a small setting, outside of church. So not on Sunday, but outside, like a Monday through Saturday thing, they are not allowed to meet. And the crazy thing about this is that it's just the Protestant churches. They're not banning the Catholics. They're not banning the other religions like Buddha and other sorts of religions that are out there. But just the churches, the Christian churches, they're putting a ban that they are not allowed to meet. And then, not, not only is that alarming, and in fact, there's uh, a website where you can go and uh, vote and protest uh, against uh, this. Um, but not just that, but I just heard the, uh, like last week also that uh, some parts of the state in our nation, in our country, uh, first they tell us that we couldn't meet, and now they're telling us how to meet. And some, of, uh, so, so some things that I've heard was the churches can yeah, reopen, but now they're not allowed to sing. They're not allowed to worship. They're not allowed to do certain things in the service. So for me, and to hear all these things, it's, I think as believers, we ought to really start to uh, take things in urgencies and, and take things uh, uh, where we can really truly get on our knees and really pray before the Lord, because I think it's very needed now. And the reason why I chose the book of Acts, I think, is because it's the beginning of the church. Uh, I think uh, it would be good for us to be reminded about 
the history of the church, uh, and, that, and especially through the times that we're going through in our own world today, uh, hopefully that studying the book of Acts, we can be encouraged and to know that we also have the same power that back in those days is it, still alive today. So just today, I just want to give you a little brief introduction to Acts. Uh, the author of the, of the book of Acts uh, is Luke, and Luke is also the author of the Gospel Luke. He is a physician and a historian. They said the book of Acts was written probably between AD 61 and AD 64. If we could look at the purpose of the book, uh, the reason why Acts was written, you know, for the life of Christ, for the life of Christ, we have the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and we also have the uh, gospel, John. The book of Acts was written to provide the history of the early church with the emphasis, with the emphasis of the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So it's not only the beginning of the church, but also the fulfillment of what Christ told all of us is to do the Great Commission. Acts records the apostles, uh, tells us the apostles were being sent out to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the surrounding world. Uh, the book of Acts also sheds the light and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit we get to study is you know, the one that empowers, the one that guides, the one that teaches, the one that serves as our counselor. So the book of Acts really talks about the Holy Spirit. Uh, studying the book of Acts, uh, we see that the book of Acts is the bridge between the Gospels and the Epistles. So when you look at the New Testament, you see the Gospels, then you see Acts, and then you see uh, the Epistles. So actually, it's a pretty good place for it to be uh, in the order of the New Testament because when we say the Gospels, we, say, we, we know that it was a book the, the series of books that uh, what Christ accomplished in this world. And then if we take the middle part, Acts, we see that how Acts tells about Christ's works continues through his uh, people, through his church. And then we have the epistles where the epistle talks about the doctrines and problems of the church. So, that's, so when we study that, that's how kind of we can kind of line it as that way. Um, Again, the, studying the book of Acts, it will give us enlightenment and encouragement uh, to see the power of the gospel being spread throughout the world and the power it has to transform lives. Uh, you, we see in Acts many miracles uh, that the apostles uh, 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 do uh, to, sh to uh, enhance the kingdom of God. Uh, in studying Acts, uh, we see that uh, the, the time period that Acts cover is 30 years of history. Uh, 30 years of history is covered in the book of Acts of, of the church. Uh, one commentator lays it out this way. He says chapters 1 and 2 is usually, it's about 50 days worth of, of history. And then if you look at chapters 3 all the way to chapters 9, that's about 3 or 4 years. And then from chapters 9 through chapter 12, it's a period of 10 years. Uh, and from chapters 12 to 16, is about 5 years. Uh, chapter 16 through 19 is six years, and then chapter 20 to 28 is seven years. So it's pretty cool to see how that is broken down. That for us, we just see a little book in three chapters, like we just see a chapter full, like, and it's like you know, a chapter's not that long, but in, in reality, like a, a few chapters is worth many, many years of history. 
So let me break it down uh, in the book of Acts. Here are some key verses. Uh, so here's some of the key verses that we can find and some powerful verses, some verses that maybe you have studied and memorized. Key verses in Acts, we see in uh, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, you see all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in uh, tongues as the Spirit enabled them. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, we see it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which must be saved. In Acts chapter 4, verse 19 through 20, it says, Peter and John replied, Judge for yourself whether it is right in God's sight to obey, uh, to obey you rather than God, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. In Acts chapter 9, verse 3 and 6, you see Saul near Damascus on his journey. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. And then in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. So those are some of the key verses in Acts. Uh, and as you read it, as you've heard it just now, we can see the theme of it. It's salvation. It's the power of the gospel to transform people's lives. And not, it's just, not only does it transform people's lives, but it is necessary, it is important for the church, for the, for the believers to spread the gospel. Again, so when we take all this and have like a brief summary of the book of Acts, we, we, again, the book of Acts is a history uh, that established the growth of the Christian church, and it is the proclaiming of the gospel. Uh, it is a record uh, of Christ's ministry through his servants. I heard a, a pastor once suggest, uh, as he lays out the book of Acts, it's ascension, descension, and extension. I think that's a pretty good way to sum, summarize the book of Acts. He says, the ascension of Christ, what we see, is followed by the descension of the Spirit. So Christ goes up, the Spirit comes down. And then when the Spirit descended, it is followed by the extension of the gospel. And I think that's a great way to summarize the book of Acts, which is something that we all need to do. The importance of uh, this book is the, uh, God's instruction and, and, and procedure and advancement of the gospel. And that is, uh, and he puts that all upon all Christians, all churches, all missionaries, and every one of us ought to follow and obey. And then, as we take this time right now, uh, just the practical application. So we just kind of found a little brief summary and kind of understand the introduction of Acts and what it's about. So what does this mean to us? What does it mean for us to study the book of Acts? Uh, and the one thing that I took away from this is that God can do amazing things through ordinary people, uh, especially when he empowers them with the Holy Spirit. I mean, when I look at throughout the Bible, we can see key uh, heroes, key figures, key Bible characters who were just ordinary people, and God used them for his glory. And now, I think I, the reason why I'm saying this is because I think no better time than the world that we live in today where believers need to stand up Believers need to rise up. Believers not, need not to be 
apathetic. We not need to be uh, afraid or fear to worship God. We need to come together. We need to rise up and proclaim the good news. Uh, don't say that, you're, you, that you won't make a difference, right? Because God uses those. Uh, this, this is the mo- maybe one of the most famous uh, sayings that I heard out there is this. Uh, I'm pretty sure you heard it too. But it's not about the ability, but it's about the availability. Uh, and we just simply need to have a willingness heart to be used by God. Um, so, you know, when I look at the Bible, we see people like David, a shepherd boy. Uh, he came and he conquered Goliath. Uh, we see Elijah. We see the little boy with the bread and fish. Even, even a little boy, you, God used him uh, to do amazing things. Uh, we see disciples who were afraid, but then uh, when they saw the resurrection Christ, they turned this world upside down. You know, so if, so, uh, uh, if God can take a few fishermen and commoners for them and he make them turn the world upside down, if God can take someone like a Saul and change him into a Paul, uh, especially after he persecuted uh, many, many Christians, but then later became one of the greatest apostles, and probably wrote almost all of the New Testament. If God can use persecuted Christians uh, during that time to rapidly increase the gospel and, and to see that the gospel is still living today, what can he do with us? And I believe he is waiting, and I believe he is watching, and he's, and he's calling maybe some of us for us to stop living the way we are living and Rise up. Uh, the reason why I say this is because, I, like, like I said in the beginning, there's so many things that are happening in our world, and there's so many things that are going on, and I feel like the world is slowly pressing and putting pressure on the church. And the more and more Christians don't do anything, I see a world where, where church will no longer exist. And we need to do the things we need to do. We need to carry out uh, the, the, the gospel uh, for Christ in this world. You know, when we, when we look at this, I just, when we look at uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, uh, we can see uh, what we must do. Now, it tells us in a brief summary that the first thing, we must faithfully, faithfully continue to proclaim the gospel. So wherever we are, when we, when we see the beginning of the church, they were faithful in proclaiming the gospel. The second thing is we can see that they were trusting God and for the results. So there's one thing that we proclaim the gospel, but another thing that we need to trust God that he will do what he said he was going to do. Uh, and the third thing here is that we see that the, uh, the people, they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves from, to, the, to the apostles and their teaching and fellowship, and breaking bread and prayer. And I think this is right here, as I just mentioned, there's parts of this world that are trying to ban gatherings. They're trying to ban uh, uh, small group meetings. While here in the Bible it says, what did they do? They devoted themselves to the small group. They devoted themselves to the meeting of one another. So if you're watching here today, if you're, if you're listening today, do not be afraid to meet, uh, uh, especially uh, when, we, when we have a time where we're about to reopen, yes, I know there's some guidelines that we got to follow. I know, yes, we got to be safe. We got to protect ourselves. I understand that. But do not be in fear 
of meeting with one another and, and, and being able to come and worship God. Uh, and and that's the, I think that's the last thing we can do as believers is to be afraid to come and worship God. You know, why is it that it's easier for us to go to work and, and, and go and, and be with other uh, places and, and work for a living? But why is it when we say come to church that many of you are afraid, oh, I better just keep myself protected? It doesn't make sense. So listen, the, act, the book of Acts, it reveals the power of the church. Uh, when we, his chosen people, are willing to follow and obey, and, and with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can see change. And the world is in need of a change. It is in need of a revival. So I give this challenge to you, and I hope that uh, when we are slowly about to re- reopen in August, we'll probably be around chapter 3 or 4 of, of Acts uh, but then in the meantime, while you're listening and as we go over through the book of I hope it does empower you. I hope the Holy Spirit does convict you. I hope the Holy Spirit continues to work in your life. The Holy Spirit continues to move you. And the Holy Spirit continues to give you confidence and without fear to worship the God Almighty. And that's what we need to do. That's what I believe as a church we need to stand up uh, and, and to say, you know what? I'm not going to let the government, I'm not going to let the world tell me how to worship God. We've got to come and worship what the Bible tells us how to worship. And if it's, and there's one thing, as we just read here in Acts chapter 2, for me to see how God used the church at the beginning, he used them to proclaim the good news. He used them to get together in a small group setting and to break bread together, and not just break bread together, but to meet together, to pray together, and devote themselves to one another. He said, devoting yourself to one another. We cannot stop meeting. The Bible tells us we need to continue to meet together and uplift one another. Uh, so, uh, again, as we anticipate, as we wait for the reopening, uh, we don't have to wait till the reopening to say, you know what, I'm just going to wait to reopen and I'm going to, no, uh, do what we can do now. Uh, take time, to, take a moment uh, to see if you can. Uh, 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 call someone and, and I know it's been like almost five months since we've seen each other uh, and it's been a long time where uh, we were able to see people's faces uh, uh, like you know, in person uh, so uh, take a moment, those that are watching those that are listening, take a moment to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you strength and allow the Holy Spirit to move you and guide you and empower us to be able to uh, continue on, especially in this world that we're living. Um, so again, today is just an introduction of Acts uh, and to see what the book of Acts is about and what we can see as we continue to study. Uh, I think I've, uh, I'm excited to see how the Holy Spirit and, and to see how Acts can give us encouragement through these times uh, that we're living today. Uh, so uh, don't be discouraged, but continue to be encouraged and uh, continue to trust in the will of God and hopefully, uh, by the time we get back together, we can all have a heart that is ready to praise the Lord, ready to come and sing to the Lord, and to really uh, lift up his name uh, with one voice and with one heart. Uh, so, yeah, let's take a moment to pray. So we're going to end with a, with a song here. 
But as we take a moment to end, uh, where, is, where is God in your life? How have you been living your life away from the church? For the last five months, have you read the Word of God? Have you prayed? Have you fellowshiped with other believers in some capacity? I pray and hope that uh, churches around the whole world would not lose fellowship. And for us not to lose that fellowship, we need to get on our knees and really pray to our Lord. And say, Lord, help us through this crisis. Help us to get together. Help us to come together so that we can worship together. So that we can walk together. So we can grow together. Take a moment right now just to reflect your own life, reflect on how you have been in these last several months with your relationship with the Lord. And let's take a moment just to pray and say, God, please use us. Well, please use me. Please allow me to be strong in my faith. to end with the, with the praise here, Lord Father. Although we just took a, a brief moment of the book of Acts to see the early church, to see their desire, to see that they hungered for the word. They hungered to meet together. They hungered for, for worshiping you, Lord Father. I pray, Lord, that I believe and feel that the church today may have lost that hunger may have lost that desire to worship, to be on their knees, to break bread together. Lord Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to move, and not just move, but also empower us and to give us uh, a much more uh, hunger and desire to live our lives for you, Lord. So I pray, Lord, as we take several weeks to study the book of Acts, Lord, May you fill us with your wisdom. May you fill us with what you want us to know. And may you grow us and may you implement in us, Lord Father, a, a, a desire, a hunger for your word and for uh, living our lives out and proclaiming the gospel for, you, for your namesake. And we're so thankful to you, Lord, to give you all the praise and glory. And may you continue to... Uh, Guide us and lead us, Lord Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.